You are listening to the Novel Writing Podcast, episode 82. Grab a cup, cozy up, and let's get to writing. Today's episode is about, you guessed it, other people's opinions. Everyone has an opinion, am I right? Your best friend, your sister, your mother, your coworker, your boss, the random stranger on the internet, the random stranger on the street. Everyone has opinions, and everyone will have an opinion about your writing. The trick is to figure out whose opinions actually matter to you and ignore the rest. This sounds easy, but while it's simple, it can be very hard in practice to filter out the noise that, in the end, doesn't matter. The example I have heard countless times, and probably have used countless times as well, is if someone came up to you on the street and told you that they hate your blue hair, how would you respond? Now, assuming you do not, in fact, have blue hair, you'd probably be rather nonplussed, confused, or amused even. Their words have no effect on you because you don't have blue hair. That person is mistaken, and the impact their opinion has on you is between zilch and negligible. Believe it or not, that's the same approach we all need to take with people whose opinions about our writing, or about anything really, do not actually matter to us. Nonplussed, slightly amused, a mild thank you, your opinion is noted, and you move on. In practice, it's harder because of how attached we are to what we write. It's our baby, our little toddler, the brainchild we slaved so long to write, it's perfect. And then we present it to our readers, so it's natural that it would hurt if someone says they don't like it or that you wrote it wrong. The problem is that we accept the opinions of every single reader as if they are all our ideal readers. The truth is that they are not. We write for a specific audience. Not every reader reads romance. Not every reader reads science fiction. As one of my coaches, Brooke Steo, often says, you can offer someone a peach, but there are always going to be people who just don't like peaches. It has nothing to do with you. And in the case of writing books, it also has nothing to do with your book. It has everything to do with that reader's preferences. They may still share their opinions with you, but as writers, we need to be able to discern if a certain reader is actually within the population of readers that we want to reach. When you get feedback on your book from betas, critters, editors, and arc readers, you want to make sure those people actually read your genre, because theirs will be the feedback, which are the opinions, that you actually want to take under consideration. We do not want to take into consideration the feedback or opinions of people who don't usually read that kind of thing, but also think they found some major problem with it or wished you wrote it in a different way. If they don't usually read that genre, then how do they know there's a problem? They probably don't. And this is why I avoid reading reviews, especially on my work in particular. Reviews in general are not for the author. Reviews are for readers, for other potential readers of your work. Reviews are other people's opinions, and I see a multitude of authors get upset when they read a negative review of their work. And this honestly confuses me because reviews are not necessarily a reflection of my writing, unless multiple reviews point out the same issue, which I could fix in a second edition. They are a reflection of that person and their life experiences and their preferences. We cannot please everyone, and that is never more true than with writing. Millions of books are published each year, and not only can no single person read all of them, no single person would want to read all of them. What we should do instead is identify the people whose opinions we actually believe matter, but temper that with a firm understanding of what we want from our writing, so that we're not writing to please others, but using that feedback as a guidepost. K.M. Wyland's general rule is that if two people in your feedback circle give you advice that they both agree on, and you can be one of those two people, that advice is worth considering. It's not absolute, but worth 
considering. So if you and your editor both think it's a good idea to combine a character, but only one of your beta readers thinks that character should have a certain trait, you can safely ignore the trait idea, but consider combining characters. Worrying about what other people think without knowing who those people are is like worrying that the girl who hated you in high school is going to pop out of the woodwork and criticize your choices 20 years after you graduated. Chances are she's forgotten about you and her opinion does not matter at all. Make sure you name the people whose opinions you do find valuable, but also name the people whose opinions are not. Name them so that you know who you're talking about when you say, I'm worried about what people will think. We are never worried about the vague idea of people's opinions. We're worried about specific people's opinions, and we cover up that worry with vague language. Call it out. Shine a light on it by naming those suckers so you can be free from them. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for joining me, and remember, the first draft is supposed to be garbage. The Novel Writing Podcast is a production of Tally Inc. To find out more about our writing resources, including the 60-Day Novel Writing Challenge, check out the links in the description.